there's a new bar in town. Welcome to the Turnbuckle Arms, where the banter flows like wine and the topics are as fresh as an ice-cold pint. So pull up a chair, grab yourself a glass and welcome your hosts, The Brood! Hi everyone, it's Matt from the Turnbuckle Arms podcast. A while back before COVID and everything else that's been going on, uh, I sat down for a chat with TJ Sky, not only a great wrestler in his own right, but also a promoter for my local promotion, Wrestling in Hinkley. We spoke about loads of things, including his influences, what it's like to be a promoter, as well as some people to look out for. Originally, this was done to write up for the Babyface website, but I thought it was a good chat and warranted really being put out for people to have a listen to as well. So please give it a listen. We'll drop all the relevant acts in the description and let me know what you think about it. Uh, we look forward to inviting you back to the Turnbuckle Arms soon for our next episode. But in the meantime, enjoy. Um, how did you first get into wrestling? Ooh, that's a weird one. I was never really into it um, as a kid. It was only when I was... I must have been about... 10 maybe um, I borrowed a v- VHS tape off my neighbour um, it recorded something for me obviously sat down watched it and then you know when you've recorded over something mm. what he recorded for, over for me was wrestling so I watched what I wanted credits come and it did that little grey f- um, like transition mm. to what's been showed him oh, it's what it's been recorded over and it was wrestling and mm. I was just mesmerised it was Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin from WWF yeah. I don't know what year it's from <laughs> uh, probably around the 2000 mark but mm. my god it, it was great um, yeah. I don't know I was just mesmerised bought a trampoline started imitating it like all kids shouldn't and I just went from there that's how I really got into it um, TNA was what was on telly for me because I used to we used to have Sky so Challenge uh, we weren't lucky enough to have the full Scott Sky Sports yeah. so Challenge and having him uh, and having what was TNA non, uh, back then yeah. uh, was amazing so and that would have been the peak of like uh, Daniel Styles Samoa 2007 that was when I started watching that properly so yeah it was it was bonkers yeah. one of my favourites um, AJ Styles Chris Daniels I weren't keen on Joe and I wasn't keen on Angle personally but Daniels and Styles uh, yeah. I was mesmerised every time they were in a ring um, Motor City Machine Guns still to this day are my favourite tag team Yeah. Um, nothing will switch that Chris Sabin's an incredible athlete so is Alex Shelley so yeah. Between those four wrestlers, they were the ones that got me into wrestling. Yeah. Um, so yeah, t- mixture of that little snippet of WWE and the f- the full of TNA for like three four years. Yeah. Would you say that those four guys are probably like your main sort yeah. of like influences as well, in terms of like style as well? Yeah, yeah. As well as as well as uh, one of my biggest inspirations is Loki because of his intensity. Yeah. Um, but he was put into TNA originally as. Caval? No, not Caval, that was WWE. Yeah. No, he was Loki in TNA. Yeah, he was Loki in TNA. He was vicious, ruthless, and his stuff was just so yeah intense. Hmm. Like He looked like he was going for the kill with every strike, every kick, and for, for me, that's what it's about. Yeah. But it, it mesmerised me. There was no, there was no break off. There was no point in there where you, where you questioned the legitimacy of what was going on. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a different era of wrestling. Everything was so quick. Underselling was done with everything. 
Um, and it, I don't know. I I just loved that era. It was it was what I got. What got me into wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's your favourite opponent you've uh, you've wrestled so far? Oh, now that is hard. That's really hard. That's difficult for me because, for me, I've got. There's people that I've wrestled. I wrestled Joe Connors a while ago, um, which was good. But for me, it it wasn't one of my favourite matches. Um, oh, who do I enjoy wrestling? Who do I enjoy? One of my my favourite person to wrestle, and probably my favourite match is probably going to be with Chris Drew. Um, probably a little bit biased because he's one of my friends, but we both click. Yeah. So we know each other's moves set off the back of the off the back of each other's hands. It's we know how each other work. We can flow through everything and to call stuff. And we when we're breaking cafe, but when we're going back through it, in, when we're going through it all in the back, and we're preempting what could happen in the match. We're not just being serious and discussing it. We're we're literally discussing levels, and we're thinking right. Well, that's what we've got, and yeah, it's okay. How can we make that? one step bigger and we're always striving for that next yeah. level no matter where we are in a match like we can we can be planning one of my gimmick spots that I do traditionally every match and he'll go that's great but how can we change that and make it stand out and be different from all your other matches and I'm like yeah. oh great you know um, something as simple as like oh he's the villain maybe there's an eye poke in there you know and you think oh that's great but how can we get more heat from an eye poke yeah. could we do it so that I don't know. He, he's, you know, he gets out of the ring. I go after him, and as he comes back in, he pulls the, uh, pulls the apron in with him. So as the ref goes to grab that, he can then rake in my eyes. Then so then the ref's not looking. Like so much more, mm. uh, you know. As soon as I start firing up on him, you know, rather than just a fire plus and a stop, a stop straight away. Maybe like I shoot him to a corner, but as he hits the corner on the front, he does the top buckle, takes the buckle with, gives the buckle to the referee. Mm. You know, or the. Referee's drawn to fix that ring problem, so then he, he's got it's just those layers that yeah. most people just kind of dismiss and do something automatic. Like some people just do like fire up, shoot the ropes, take an elbow. Um, it's different, yeah. Uh, like he just strives for greatness every time. And he's not the most polished wrestler, doesn't he's not the best looking wrestler, he doesn't present himself the best, but he's safe, he cares about what he does. He's he, is athletic when yeah. he wants to be. He's getting a bit older now, but yeah, every single match he pushes and pushes and pushes. Yeah. And it's one of those. We you said earlier about the judge about yeah. how, and I was saying to you how he says, "Oh, what aren't you going to do in the match?" Mm. He's one of those people that when it was me and Chris Drew in a match, and he mm. knew we were before him, he literally turned around to us and went, "What are you going to leave for us?" Because yeah. me and Chris will just take it to a level that. It, Others will find hard to match. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's not good, good to have that relationship where it's not just about trying to get your own stuff in. It's just about we've not know, done anything a match over the top. Everything we've gimmicked in the match or everything we've put in is solid. It's nothing overly dangerous, but there's always that need to strive for more and get that extra out the crowd. And it's yeah, it he's safe. He yeah. looks after me, and I know I'm not gonna. I know I'm going to walk out that, that that building fine at the end of the yeah. night because he would put he'd put my safety over his own first. Yeah. Same with me to him. If I knew he was coming down vertically, the first thing I would be doing is grabbing him and tucking that neck in and making sure he's safe, whether it breaks the fourth wall or not. Saying they're ready. Go for it. <coughs> um, so who'd be your dream opponent? 
sort of like mm. either in British wrestling or sort of like anyone you in general um, either of the Motor City Machine Guns um, I like AJ Styles but for me I prefer the older AJ Styles not what he's become now yeah uh, that saying I'd love Chris Daniels so I'd say Christopher Daniels because he follows that same mentality of looking after your opponent um, uh, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin any of those three I'd love to work Loki I've worked with him in a seminar mm. uh, I just don't think I could keep up personally so yeah. for that reason I would rule out Loki he's just a super athlete Yeah, he's all around he's so disciplined I think he would I think I'd be lost. Yeah. But then Chris 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 Haben, Alex Shelley, uh, Daniels, I think they'd be able to, to carry me through it as such. Yeah. I think they're they're striving for that perfection, but they wouldn't be enough that it'd be too intense for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what keeps you motivated um, in wrestling? Ooh, motivation. Um, I don't know. I love this industry. It depends on which way you look at it. Is it if, is it as a promoter or is it as a wrestler you're looking at? Um, both, I suppose. I okay. suppose all like how it as a promoter, as a promoter, um, I love to see my product grow. I I remember when I started this up and I ploughed thousands into this company. Uh, my first show must have cost me about a thousand two hundred pounds. I remember breaking even, and I was and I had. The, even the workers in the back were saying to me like this is great to work for look at you've, you've drawn a good crowd and I've got to admit it, for a first show there was 140-ish there mm. which for a first show is unheard of for most people yeah. which is great so I was overwhelmed by that ran the second one it was obviously a lot less it was like 90 um, then August was even lower that was about 80 and then October hit and that was like 160 so it was I was always striving to to do better yeah. so if at the minute I've taken a little pop-up company and I've revolutionized it I th I've helped I like to think I've helped people to get that out of their shell um, I had a conversation with Joey Scott um, who's a really really good friend of mine a while ago uh, uh, sorry really good friend of mine and he went through a phase where he was really struggling with wrestling um, doing it too much hmm. and it disheartened him uh, and he doesn't get on with everybody like uh, neither does Steve Valentino both of them are excellent people excellent workers but they've, they've all got people they don't get on well with and they're just not pals um, backstage they, they get on they're not friends as pet friends or like they wouldn't hang out outside of wrestling and they had a match and I was a bit sceptical about booking it but I knew they were both good talents and Rob come back uh, sorry Joe Scott come back to me after the match and said I really enjoyed that. It was really fun. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. Crowd were engaging, and he said to me, it sparked him again. It gave yeah. him that, that, that more. I don't know. It relit the fire as such. It made yeah. him want to carry on wrestling, and it's nice that my company gives that to people. Yeah. Um, I have people that come into my company and and say how much they love wrestling. Um, I have others that say, yeah, it's just a, a walking, a day. It's another job. Mm. They just want to walk in and get home, and it's not what I look for. Yeah. So, I I like making people enjoy wrestling. If you come to my show and you're not enjoying wrestling, then I want to help you enjoy it. Yeah. Whether you're a fan, whether you're a, a wrestler, 
whether you're a ring announcer. Like, uh, we've got a new ring announcer called Stuart, and he is the best. So excited about everything. And it just shows in his work, and he gets in the ring, and he's just a hyperactive bubble, and I love it. I love watching it. Sorry, I forgot the question. Um, it uh, was, just what keeps you motivated. What keeps me so. motivated. Um... For me, as a wrestler, it's got to be helping my students is a big thing. Um, I like, I love that positive feedback from people. I like to get a reaction out of people. I love watching that. So if I'm on a show and I can really wrench on somebody's heartstrings and get them that engrossed, involved, and give them that separation from wrestling that I got when I watch it, mm. that's it for me. Yeah, like, it's all it's. Anybody that says they do wrestling for the fans is is lying to you. That we all do it for our own, our own egos. Yeah. Nobody can do it. If the, we would we would do it in front of nobody if we if we had to. Yeah. Every wrestler would. Um, so yeah, I I do it. For, I do it for my own ego, like every other wrestler. But for me, I I love watching that separation and knowing that I've put on something good, and yeah. that's what strives me to keep doing well. Yeah. Um, if I ever hit a plateau where I get a bit. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know if I kind of just sit on that same level and don't really push myself in matches. And I need somebody to kick me up the ass. Sometimes it just takes me to be with somebody like Chris Drew, mm. who says, no, don't settle, push. Yeah. So my opponents, yeah, they contribute. They yeah. definitely are. If I'm with somebody that just wants to plateau a match, I plateau. Mm. Um, I get in a lot of matches where I'm the one that wants to push and they just want to plateau and it it's, it makes being a wrestler hard mm. um, so yeah you you the wrestlers you're with and the atmosphere backstage yeah. is another big thing that's my push if I'm with a good positive backstage environment where they want to push 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 great yeah. that's my biggest push is the backstage environment that's that's a realisa- realisation I've probably hit now Yeah. so yeah backstage yeah. <laughs> Um, when when did you start running wrestling in Hinkley? That was the first show was in June two thousand fifteen. Um, we started planning this and started discussing it in March two thousand fifteen, mm. uh, and it slowly began as just a, a quick idea. Um, I was a friend of John Shipley who used to run LCW uh, in Leicester, and I used to love what they did. And I th- I was I just got with my other half. Uh, oh god about half a year beforehand um, and she was saying there was nothing really in the area now we were on the brink of Nuneaton as well so it was Nuneaton and Hinkley and we thought nothing of it and we just said I've got a good community of people let's let's just do this let's just do a one off and we'll see how it goes so started venue searching and yeah it all kind of grew from there uh, met the nice people at the Green King Stadium um, joined Steve Jelfs and they offered to help us start and we went from there and it was yeah it was good laugh we, we got the old fcw ring from dudley we had people like the judge on um i had my good friend kieran on um chris drew was of course there uh who else was there mark and tony i knew them from a company called phoenix wrestling mm. um, which is the first ever place i trained so i picked people from all sorts of areas i picked people that i thought were not necessarily discovered um so it was more like an up and coming show. I put a few people that were a little bit known on there, but nothing too adventurous. And yeah, it was, it was a, 
it was a shamble it was a shambles from the start <laughs> and slowly we've over the years we've kind of got a structure and mm. we now we've got a good thing in place yeah um how how would you describe wrestling in Hinkley what what's the what's the appeal the appeal Oh, now that's one thing that I have to look at as a promoter, as somebody that runs a company. Is what makes us stand out from the other companies? Um, for us, it, there's a lot more of a one to one feel. I think um, we have those we we have those larger than life characters, and we let them be larger than life. A lot of companies will have a larger than life character, and they blend in. I don't want people to blend in. I want people to stand out. Uh, we have two. We have three guys that do a health and safety char- character, yeah. and it's the most ridiculous, outrageous thing you've ever thought of. And it started off as a a bit of backstage laughing, like just laughing about it, just thinking, "Oh my god, could you imagine if we actually did this? How funny would it be?" And so we said, "Let's do it. Let's just see how it goes." And we put the idea to to um, to Chris Baxter and Alex Connors and. I just, they were both, well, Alex Connors was like, yeah, great, this will be a laugh. Um, and then uh, Kirk Langley or Chris, Chris Baxter, whichever you want to call him, um, he was just, he was like, this is this is a terrible idea. <laughs> this is not going to work. Yeah. And I said, see what you've got there? I said, see that, that resilience to go against it? I said, put that into the character. Make everything so you're like, oh, this is too, this is not safe. Mm. And they went out there and I don't think, Chris has ever had a reaction like that and yeah. it stuck with him it rolled with him well and he didn't have to do anything that was dangerous he didn't have to mm. do anything because that's the point of the gimmick it was yeah. health and safety people like Steve Valentino who are who's a, the pirate um, he is so engaging Killian Jacobs is so engaging White Tiger so engaging and it just lets those people just be much bigger we recently brought in Hustle Malone Mm. And he was able to bring his large life character, and we were able to let him be larger mm. than what he wanted to be. We let him be this massive character that would stand out, and that's that's it for me. We let we don't let people blend in. We let people be bigger. Yeah, and we try to keep things priced well. So we try to make the show for everybody. We understand there's cheaper compa- uh, competition out there. I wouldn't even say the competition. I would actually say. Um, everybody who's running a show out there is helping the industry unless they are putting on something that could potentially put fans off if somebody came to their first show went to a show and went that was terrible mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, I don't want to go watch British wrestling again that's not helping us but if you can put a com- something out there that makes people go hmm, we'll go watch the wrestling and see what it's like and they come back and go wow that was amazing I want to see more brilliant you're doing it right Yeah. so for us it, we're making those larger than life characters so that they can reflect on the crowd, so that more people can get into British wrestling. Yeah, that's what I think we're doing. Yeah, I mean that's definitely the case. Like bringing my kids to your shows is that that's really worked with them, mm. and they, you know, they've really got into it and really enjoyed mm. it. Um, we want it to be a safe <coughs> environment where everybody can enjoy it. Mm. So we run things a little bit differently to how we used to. Um, so we can pull money in from different sections, but rather than just going, oh great, there's a bit of money in my pocket, it's nice to be able to go, no, that's not, just put it in my pocket, let's put it back into the company, yeah. let's put it put it more into advertising so we can broaden to more people, let's just hit more people, bring these bigger names in, so that 
not just so that the existing fans can enjoy it, but so that we can introduce new people so that they can enjoy what we do. Yeah. So, yeah, circulating is a huge thing. Yeah. Our friends over at Hope Spot Clothing are offering listeners to the Wrestling With Jollas podcast 10% discount off of all of their t-shirts and merchandise. Simply use the code WWJPOD. That's WWJPOD. Hope Spot Clothing are a charity label with over 50% of all profits going to a variety of good causes. Go to their website www.hopespotcc.com. That's hopespotcc.com. And take advantage of their great discount now. Um, what's your goal with wrestling in Hinkley going forward? Oh, see, I don't, I don't have a big goal with it. Mm. Um, it's just ongoing for me. I'd love to get in a position where we can run a huge venue. Um, at the minute, we're at Hastings High School. Um, if we could, if we got to a point where we had to move to, say, a bigger school that had a bigger hall and a bigger capacity, great, I'd do that. Mm. Um, so that's the goal for now. Move, so sell out, sell out every show, and be able to run more often. Yeah. So if I could run, if I got to a position where I was selling out all five of my shows a year, uh, and I even got to a point where I was running, say, eight shows a year, and they were all selling out, that'd be my goal. Yeah, I wouldn't want much bigger than what I've got now. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't charge any more than what I've got now because what I've got now is great. Yeah, um, and people enjoy it. So if I, if I got to a point where I was running a monthly show and they were sellouts every show, that'd do me. Yeah, me to leave my day job and make wrestling and Hinkley my full time job. That would be the, that would be my goal. Yeah, yeah. Um. How do you fancy book your your main event or, or like a, a card? What what would be your ideal kind of sell? What is in? Um, you know, if for a wrestling Hinkley show, what would be your yeah? You know, if you could fantasy book a main event, if I could book any main event, yeah. If you could book any main event to bring to wrestling in Hinkley, oh, does is that is it UK workers? Is it including my normal workers? Is it using outside talent? Um. Probably stick to Brit Rest, probably. If I stuck to so, Brit yeah. Rest and people that I would want, oh, yeah, you're doing it purely for yourself. It's purely selfish. Oh, what, purely it's, selfish. It's what you want to see? Not necessarily what would sell tickets. What what main event would you want? to Would see? I want? Yeah. Uh, I would have to. For me, I'd have to bring in either the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, so that's my stomach rumbling. Uh, I'd have to bring in the Motor City Machine Guns, or I would have to bring in Bully Ray. That is me being selfish, using American talent. If it was British talent, on the other hand, oh, that is a really tough one. Because there's so many underrated British guys out there that I'd love to bring in. Um, oh, that is really difficult. I've never even thought about it in that sense. Uh, I'm really stumped. Um, <laughs> I, lo- I love think the world of Pete Dunne. Mm. Think the world of him. Um, so I think Pete would be a good shout to bring in. I don't know who I'd put him with. Um, Mark, Mark Andrews. I'd, I'd like to put Pete and Mark Andrews probably again. Because it was one of those matches that when we started really, we grew up, watch it. I, I, I watched Pete and... Peter Mark mm. from the start really from when they were starting off in the same position that I was and they've just excelled and excelled and now they don't really get that chance to, to work each other Yeah. so yeah I'd probably put Peter Mark 
in there. That'd be two mainstream guys. Um, in regards to like lower down card guys, so like guys that are probably on the same level as what we are now with Hinkley. Um, this is really not easy. Um, I book the talent I do because I believe that they are the best in the area. Yeah. Um, I'd love to say Joey Scott and Killian, but I've seen them wrestle a million and one times. Yeah. Um, and I know how good they are with each other. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably have to say Killian and Joey. Um, they're just two workers I think are yeah. tremendous. Yeah, I mean, they, they match it. The back end of last year like with the Christmas show where they tore the ring up yeah yes. yeah, that was mental yeah. it's lucky that, so. that Killian owns that ring otherwise I don't <laughs> think he would have torn it up like that <laughs> but yeah like they do they tear the ring up every yeah. year um, and no matter where they are they just they put on a great show I watched yeah. them do a, an amazing cage match to open a show and I was just in the back thing just just shaking my head going how how am I going to top this <laughs> like, like they, were, they were terrific yeah Great workers, great people. Yeah, amazing. I love yeah. them both. Yeah, yeah. those two. Um, and where where can you be seen in the next few weeks or months? Oh, that's a really good shout. You can just send that over to me later if you want. Oh, it's, uh, I should have it on me. I usually do. <laughs> I've got me. Luckily, I've got. I always carry my diary on me because the amount of times that midway through a, a day I get popped over a day. Right. So coming up, we have got. So, where are we? What date are we on today? We're on the... Uh, 27th. Yeah, so at the moment, so on the on the, on the 7th of September, you'll get me at Wolfram Pro Wrestling. Uh, I'm teaming with Mia Cortez, um, and we're entering their tag team tournament. Um, it's an intergender tag team tournament, and the winners of the tournament will get both get a title shot. So if me and Mia win, mm. we're both looking to get a title shot. So I will take oh, on right, cool. the Elliot Jordan experience. Mm. Um, fingers crossed, and then Mia Cortez will hopefully get the chance to take on um, Nightshade. Mm. So that's that's that one, and I've then got I've got Full Force Wrestling in Warwick on the Saturday, the twenty eighth of September. Um, that match is yet to be announced as such, um, but we'll be seeing how that one goes. But Full Force is a tremendous show, definitely mm. worth checking out for anybody. Um, we've got oh I've got uh, one of my own there on the. 29th, uh, Sunday the 29th of September, um, I'm helping uh, to do a show in Banbury, which is a collaboration super show with Wrestling in Hinkley and New Breed Wrestling Association. And that one's in Banbury. And then, yeah, I think I've been sent an invite to that one. You probably have so, done. Yeah, yeah. They've, all been, they've all been sent the, uh, the round stuff. Please share this. Yeah. Uh, then on the 12th of October, you've got Wrestling in Hinkley. Yeah. So that's my next month all lined up. This is fairly quiet, to be honest. Like Normally, I, I've got a few more on than that. Mm. Um, other than those shows, uh, outside of shows and in training-wise, I train every, every Sunday, uh, apart from the ones I'm wrestling, down at Newbreed Wrestling Association in Banbury. Um, we run a class out every week there from 6pm till 9pm. Um, there is a junior class for anybody under the age of 12. If so, if you're between the ages of 8 and 12, they run from, I think it's 4 till half 5 for the junior class. And if you're 12, if you're 13 or above, <laughs> come and join in with the adults class. It's, it's a good laugh, it's safe. 
rep, you know, decent trainers. There's myself, uh, Chris Baxter's a good hand as well. Uh, we bring in all sorts of guest stars and mm. uh, yeah, anybody that we think will help you. Yeah. Nobody that if we think somebody's going to drag you down or show you the wrong way, we try to deter them away from the school. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a nice, fun environment where if you enjoy wrestling, you'll have a blast. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to do, because you know I mentioned to you about doing like some like uh, at the merch stand sort of quick fire questions. Yeah, go for it. So I was just scribbling stuff down the other day. So like stuff like WWE or AEW. Ooh. Uh, ooh uh, uh, do I have to choose one? I, I couldn't choose. Um, both have got such a broad array of talent. And I love both companies for both for mm. two different reasons. Because for me, it's not a company that I like it's the wrestler mm. so to say I prefer a brand I couldn't say um, yeah there's um, there's there's so much stuff on Facebook like, there's like a couple of AEW groups and everything they can do they slag off WWE and, well, I don't I love it and, and it's I like just, I don't I, AEW haven't even been on TV yet nope. and that's things so I give them 12 months mm. and then you'll see how they are I just, their time, I think so. both companies if they are both reflecting Britress or no, just wrestling in general to anybody in a positive way. Yeah. As long as people aren't turning around and watching wrestling for the first time and saying, ah, I'm never going to watch yeah. this again. As long as people are interested and enjoying what they're watching, mm. who cares? Yeah, exactly. Enjoy yeah. wrestling. That's that's my main, that's that's my moral about this industry is if you're not enjoying wrestling, get out. Yeah. Because if you're not enjoying it, you're dragging people down around you. Mm-hmm. Um, hottest thing in wrestling right now? Thing in wrestling? Yeah. Uh, like gimmick, storyline. Characters. Characters, characters, characters. People that are just larger than life. Mighty, Sk- Mighty Skull was a villain at the start. Just a villain. Or a, a, a heel, or whatever you want to call him. And he's made being a villain much bigger. Yeah. And much larger than life. So, yeah, large things that are larger than life. Uh, next breakout star. Sort of. How far are we talking breakout? Are we talking at what level? Um, probably like sort of looking at the, you know, the the next. I suppose looking at it from a Brit rest point of view, it's like the next Pete Dunne. I suppose the next Pete Dunne. Yeah. Um, I think as far as WWE UK goes, Jordan Devlin. Um. I've, there's not one time I've seen him where he hasn't been on point. Mm. Exceptional. Uh, in regards to British wrestlers that are circulating at the minute, um, oh, this is again. You're hitting me with questions like these, and these are ones I haven't prepared for. Um, somebody who is wrestling on the same level as me, who I would love. To see more places, I'd love to see go far. Jerry Scott, great attitude, great wrestler, great athleticism, always pushes for more. Mm. Can't, doesn't work. Can't, you can't say this guy doesn't not work hard enough. Yeah. He just every time I see him, he's if the, if the ring is not set up, he's setting it up. He's always the last one to leave, setting the ring down. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't work. Can't work hard enough for you. Yeah, the thing I like about Joey is that when I've seen him as well as as a heel, mm. is that you 
genuinely dislike him you know, like, <laughs> as, as a heel it's and, a bit like, arrogant yeah and it's, 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 it's sometimes it's quite hard like even in Brit Rest to yeah. kind of to have that separation because like there's someone who's like they're, they're a good heel and it's like oh, I really don't like them so it's um, Joey Zach, Zach Gibson was like that as well yeah because um, I remember being I went to a Hope show in Nottingham and decided to go on the train instead of driving so we had a few beers and then I had a few more beers and I just abused the hell out of him throughout his <laughs> and then still went to meet him afterwards and I was like I'm sorry <laughs> so, he's brilliant Zach Gibson's yeah. tremendous as a, as a wrestler mm. um, yeah like the fact that you can dislike him Rob's got a great arrogance to him when I first met Rob I had no idea if he liked me or disliked me and, and Rob's words to me were if I didn't like you, I wouldn't have. Sp- I wouldn't spend my time speaking to you. And I thought, okay, yeah. I'll take that as a, you're all right then. So, but after that, I think me and Rob have really clicked, and I think he's uh, he's one of my favourite people. I wouldn't want to book a show without him. Yeah. Um, as a face, as a heel, as as anything, I would. I find I would go out of my way. And take it out of my pocket to make sure he's on a show that I'm mm. I'm doing because he's so good. Yeah. Um, and then I did leave space for more questions, but I didn't get a chance to write. No, it's fine. If, if um, you've got any that you want to ask about anything that so, you've got, well, the thing I wanted to end on as well, because obviously there's been a lot of stuff lately about uh, people being critical of like the NXT UK contracts and stuff like that, and people saying it's killing British wrestling. So I was basically going to do like a complete the sentence: British wrestling isn't dead because. Ooh, it's not there. There's so much new talent out there. And the thing is, is people being under contracts so that they can't work in certain places isn't a bad thing because it means that you'll go see them on other platforms. You'll, you know, just because wrestlers go to all these different companies doesn't mean fans can't. Fans can go to wherever they want to watch wrestling. And I'm all about that. I'm all about people going around and following them. If you've got a favourite wrestler, you follow them around. Great. Yeah. Do that. Follow the shows you like. Follow the wrestlers you want. As long as people are enjoying wrestling. Mm. And you never know. You might find a new wrestler that you think, wow, this guy's really great. I had two guys up from London uh, who came to watch a Wolfram Pro Wrestling show. And they pulled me aside after the show and said how are you not in more places and it, it meant a lot to me I was I really, t- really took me back and you know it, it made me it was another reason that I had a push it was mm. another push to work harder yeah. and for that reason it was nice and they got themselves out there to meet me they didn't know I existed I didn't know they were fans and now they've got they've broadened themselves now they come up and watch Wolf and they come up and watch Pro Wrestling Subjective mm. and yeah so it's British wrestling is not dead because you are always discovering new talent. Yeah. You are always finding more things you enjoy. You're always enjoying wrestling. Mm. Enjoy wrestling. Yeah.